Well, hello and welcome to this month's CSF podcast, aiming to keep you as ever up to date with the latest information and data in the field of rheumatology. And in today's podcast, I'm going to discuss two papers that focus on JAK inhibitors. First paper provides some insightful information into the pharmacologic effects of tofacitinib and baricitinib. Uh, since their launch, several safety concerns, uh, for example, increased risk for thrombosis and viral infection have been associated with the use of jackanibs. And I'm sure many of you are now aware uh, worldwide observations have led to changes in the recommendations for the use of JAK inhibitors and the addition of a boxed warning by the FDA for all jackanibs used in inflammatory conditions. Now, to date, many of the known mechanisms associated with the pharmacologic on-target effect of these drugs remains unclear, and it's well established that unintended off-target activity may interfere in multiple biologic processes. So with this in mind, Facchetti et al. investigated if the currently unexplained thrombotic and viral infection risk with JAK inhibitors may be a result of an off-target effect. Second paper in today's podcast provides us with data from over 30,000 treatment courses evaluating the real-life effectiveness and safety outcomes of four current second-line therapies used in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis, but with different modes of action, namely TNF inhibitors, abatacept, that's a checkpoint regulator, IL-6 inhibitors, and JAK inhibitors. Now, in the absence of head-to-head -head clinical trials, registry data provide us with a unique opportunity to compare available treatment options and help us to understand the effectiveness of these therapies in clinical situations. And as such, uh, Lauper et al. used data from 19 registers from the Jackpot collaboration, great name, to deliver some insightful information on the discontinuation of these RA therapies in real life. Now, as always, if you want to access detailed summary slides of the papers discussed today, please go across to cytokinesignaling.com. That's cytokinesignaling, all one word. Okay, first paper then. Identification of novel off-targets of baricitinib and tofacitinib by machine learning with a focus on thrombosis and viral infection. Well, as I've already said, there is no clear on-target mechanisms that might explain the increased risk for thrombosis and viral infection reactivation associated with JAK inhibitors. Um, the, the observed elevated risk may be a result of an off-target effect. I, I would say, although this was the, the background put out by the, um, the authors, I, I would gently disagree, but I think we do have good on-target reasons to believe that viral infection might be increased if you think about inhibiting gamma-chain cytokines. Uh, and, and their effects on, for example, NK cells. But leave that aside, this was at least the, the author's postulated background. And what I would certainly agree with them is in their statement that understanding the target space of JAK inhibitors is essential in order to explain mechanisms of unexpected side effects and to identify opportunities for repurposing. Computational approaches combined with in vitro studies can be used to predict and validate the potential for an approved drug to interact with additional, often unwanted targets and identify potential safety-related concerns. So in light of the currently unexplained thrombotic and also the, the viral infection risks, the, the previously observed off-target binding potential of baricitinib, um, th this study investigates if thrombosis and viral infection may be a consequence of an off-target effect. Now, potential off-targets of the JAK inhibitors baricitinib and tofacitinib were identified using two established machine learning approaches based on ligand similarity. They identified targets related to thrombosis, 
or viral infection or reactivation were subsequently validated using in vitro assays. The key results, well, off-target profiling of baricitinib and tofacitinib by machine learning revealed additional drug target interactions and in vitro characterization confirmed previously unknown baricitinib and tofacitinib drug target interactions. Um, inhibitory activity was identified for four drug target pairs, PD-10A for baricitinib, uh, TRPM6 for tofacitinib, PKN2 for baricitinib and tofacitinib. Um, previously unknown off-target interactions of the two JAK inhibitors were identified, therefore, and as the proposed pharmacological effects of these interactions include attenuation of pulmonary vascular remodeling, modulation of HCV responses and hypomagnesemia, the newly identified off-target interactions cannot explain an increased risk of thrombosis or viral infection reactivation. So, it's not quite back to the drawing board. I think these are really helpful data, but further evidence is going to be required to explain both the elevated thrombosis and uh, the, the viral infection. Although I have to say for the latter, I think we've, we've got pretty good immunologic evidence that uh, common gamma chain dependent cellular activation is going to be at least in part responsible for that. But this is still an interesting paper. The, the data add to the evidence that these JAK inhibitors are promiscuous binders and highlight potential for repurposing in due course. Now, the second paper is looking at the effectiveness of TNF inhibitors, abatacet, L6 inhibitors, and JAK inhibitors in 31,846 patients with rheumatoid arthritis in 19 registries from the JAK-POT collaboration. Uh, the background here, very uh, straightforward, people with rheumatoid arthritis and, and an adequate response or contraindication to conventional synthetic DMARDs now have several second-line therapeutic options from which clinicians and patients can choose. And although head-to-head -head trials, including several of the alternate treatment options, uh, would be impractical to realize a representative estimation of the relative effectiveness in the real, real world, I, I think would be quite useful. And registers provide uh, one approach to compare available treatment options and understand the effectiveness of these therapies in clinical situations. They're not without their blemishes, but there's certainly one approach to this question. And it's a pretty important element as we move towards a more personalized clinical healthcare model. This study aimed to evaluate and compare real-world effectiveness of four different second-line therapies, namely TNF inhibition, abatacet, AL6 inhibition, and JAK inhibition. And the primary outcome was drug discontinuation. And the secondary outcomes included the reason for discontinuation and uh, a disease activity measure, in this case, the CDI, Clinical Disease Activity Index. It's an observational cohort study, bear that in mind, and patients with a clinical diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis and starting treatment with a JAK inhibitor, and this included baricitinib, tofacitinib, and upadacitinib at that time, a TNF inhibitor, abatacept, or an IL-6 inhibitor um, uh, during the, the study period were included from the following registers. Note that the IL-6 inhibitors are, are, of course, in fact, IL-6 receptor blockers. And there are a whole range of registers that you can look at in the, in the paper. You, you'll have heard of many of them, including, for example, um, DanBio, the BSR registry, um, Meteor, Rabbit, uh, and, and, and many others. So the key results, well, when adjusting for confounding factors, there was no significant difference in uh, uh, ER, HR for discontinuation for abatacept, uh, for IL-6 receptor inhibitors and JAK inhibitors compared with TNF inhibitors. Compared with TNF inhibitors, JAK inhibitors were less often discontinued for ineffectiveness, as well as IL-6 receptor inhibitors, and more often discontinued for adverse events. 
Adjusted CDI response rates at one year were similar between TNF inhibitors, JAK inhibitors, and IL-6 receptor inhibitors, and slightly lower for abatacept. Uh, these results support, therefore, the use of these four treatments for treating people with RE in real-world clinical care, and it underscores their similar effectiveness assessed by retention response rates, which, as I've said, were broadly comparable. The adjusted overall drug discontinuation and, and one-year response rates for JAK inhibitors and IL-6 receptor inhibitors were similar to those observed with TNF inhibitors. Um, compared with TNF inhibitor, JAK inhibitors were more often discontinued for adverse events and less for ineffectiveness, um, as were IL-6 receptor inhibitors. And I guess looking forward, considering similar effectiveness among these treatments, this study calls for evaluation of other outcomes that could influence treatment choices, such as patient reported outcomes, comorbidities, tolerability, safety or cost effectiveness, and of course, patient preference. Well, look, to view these publications uploaded, do, uh, do, do go across to cytokinesignaling.com. You'll find it's a tremendous resource. There's lots in there, podcasts, other resources, abstract summaries, and I say slides that are really useful. And as always, my thanks to you for your attention. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think by leaving a review. So I hope all is well with you. Thanks ever so much for your attention. And I'm looking forward to speaking with you next time around. Thanks very much.